Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solar Mom's Talk, I discuss with solar mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solar mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering listeners a free audiobook with 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash solomom and browse the selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening today. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash solomom. According to the CDC, cancer is the second leading form of death in the U.S., second only to heart disease. For every 100,000 women, 125 new cases of breast cancer is diagnosed. And of these 125 new cases, 20 women have died. I'm very blessed to talk with Fitz Kohler, who was diagnosed with breast cancer last year. So Fitz, welcome and... Please tell us about your experience. Um, So, yeah. So it was December of 2018 when I had a clean mammogram. And so I always go in for my annual exams. I go and get um, skin checks and my pap and my vision checked and all this stuff because I always had the philosophy if I ever was, if I ever had one cancer cell in my body, I wanted to know about it so I could crush it right away. So late December, clean mammogram. Less than seven weeks later, I was at a hotel bathroom at Walt Disney World naked. And I went like that. I rubbed my under boob and I felt it. It was very distinct. It was a bean that shouldn't have been. It felt like maybe a 
raw black bean, you know, one of the hard ones. Yeah, and I yeah. thought, oh wow. gosh, there it is. And I knew I had breast cancer. It was one of those things where, you know, of course you can't know until you get the biopsy, but I knew. Yeah. yeah. And so instead of hemming and hawing, instead of Googling it or calling my friends or, you know, commiserating with a, my mom, I just picked up the phone within 30 seconds and I made that phone call. I called my gynecologist and I was taking it seriously. And so we're there. And that's really one of the um, things I really want to impart to other people is you have to act immediately. You cannot let this thing go rampant or put your head in the sand. You have to be proactive on your own behalf because, hey, when you find a lump, Lord knows how long it's been there. And cancer is pretty scary. So I found the lump within a week or 10 days. I was told I had breast cancer. I went through all the appointments, the mammogram, the ultrasound, the biopsy. I got the official diagnosis. I think it was about 10 days later that I started chemo. Um, I had 21 rounds of chemotherapy every three weeks. So it was 15 months worth. And the five, the first five months were specifically very mean. In fact, we call them the mean chemo. And then they changed course. They put me on a different type of drug, which was still mean, but not as mean. And I had 33 rounds of radiation and several surgeries. Um, but I'm doing great now. I finished chemo May 11th and I quickly went and ran a Spartan race when I was done. And then I did a mini triathlon. And, you know, while I'm not perfect yet, I'm almost there and I'm working really hard on my health because my health matters. And, you know, when you don't have it for a while, you really appreciate yeah. how good it feels to feel good. Yes. Well, you, I mean, you haven't allowed the, this, the cancer to control you, obviously you're, you look strong and you look well. So I've been defiant about it, It, but it did. I mean, it wreaks havoc on me and there's only so much a, 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 an attitude (laughs) and grit can do. So, you know, it certainly laid me on my back for a quite a long time, but, um, the second I could get up a little bit, I got up a little bit and I continued to push those limits step by step and baby steps. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for sharing with us. Thank you. Of course. What was your mindset like while you were being told by the doctor what was happening while you were going through treatment? Just the whole thing. Just explain. So I was terrified. (laughs) I was terrified for my life, for my kids. I was terrified, you know, for losing my hair. That was really hard. But the thing that really benefited me the whole entire time was my perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't allow pity parties and sadness. It's just kind of not who I am. Um, but perspective has always been a reigning theme in my life. No matter what's going on, I was thought it could be worse. It could be worse. And mm-hmm. I, in fact, my mantra was it's not cancer. <laughs> and so all of a sudden it was cancer. And, uh, that was kind of hard to get over. And that, and then at least it wasn't one of the more typical lethal type cancers. And I had a good cure rate in my future. So no matter how hard things got, I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to be sad. Um, I had no choice but to struggle physically because uh, chemo wreaked havoc on me. But, but yeah, it's, it is a big mental game. You know, I'm sure any disease is a big mental game. There's a lot of fear and there's a lot of struggle. But I chose to be fierce. I didn't want cancer to get the best of me. I didn't want to give cancer any glory. So I didn't give it any glory. I just 
put on a smile and made people think I was fine. And that was one of those things I could do for myself. Yes. Yes. I think this is one of those things when, you know, you're in a certain situation, your, your brain don't know the truth. So it believes what you tell it. And yeah. So That's good a good way you. of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So how long ago was that? And where are you now in that journey? Right. So it is, we're in September of 2020. I, I was diagnosed in February of 2019. No, no. Yeah. February of 2019. I started wow. chemo in the beginning of March and then I did 15 months of chemo. I actually just finished chemo on May 11th of this year. So just a few months ago and already I've made so much progress. I was really, I had lost a bunch of weight and I was scrawny and a little bit punier than I'd like to be because I'm I'm a fitness girl. I like to have muscles and those were lacking. So I've turned the corner really, really quickly and that Mm -hmm. I couldn't be more grateful for. Right now I feel very healthy and very happy and very You look healthy. Yeah, Yeah, you look healthy and strong. Tell us about your fitness. Is that your career and what do you do in that career? Okay. So yeah, I've been teaching fitness for 30 years now. I started as a teenager I uh, went to uh, University of Florida, got my master's in exercise sports sciences. So I'm a very serious fitness expert. And I built mm-hmm. a career trying to do two things, help people live better and longer. And I do that by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. I'm completely opposed to diets, pills, powders, supplements, wraps. Any type of snake oil is not okay. And the reason being is, you know, people just want to feel a little better in their body and they want to have a little more longevity. And it's, yes. not okay, it's not okay to take advantage of people and say, give me your money and I'll sell you this pill or whatever. There are no right. pills that work. If there were, Oprah Winfrey would still be in those size 10 Calvin Klein jeans <laughs> she started around with, right? So yeah. because there's no magic pill, people just really need to understand how their body works, what to put in it, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so yeah, what I do professionally is um, I haven't worked with individuals in a decade or so. All the work I do is for mass audiences, uh, TV, radio, books, magazine. I do a lot of corporate speaking and spokesperson work, uh, corporate presentations, you know, live things. I love it when I'm in a massive group that I can interact with. And then um, I own a large school running program called The Morning Mile. It's in 400 schools worldwide. And it's the only program on earth that invites every child every day and their families and the faculty and my morning milers have, um, I mean, golly, they've done millions of miles. And last but not least, and the things people will hear most about in my book is race announcing. So I'm on the microphone at the helm of the start and finish line of major road races. So be anything between 5K, I announced the DC Wonder Woman 5K series all around America. Wow. Um, the Big Sur Marathon, Los Angeles Marathon, Buffalo, Philadelphia Marathon. So... I'm noisy. I'm noisy and I'm bossy and I love it. Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks for sharing that. So you, and I don't want to dwell on last year. That's okay. I also want to focus a little bit on how you're doing all of that. You're, you're teaching, running, you're speaking, you're writing, you're working. Yeah. And you have two children. Are you a single mom? I am not a single mom. Okay. I, have, I, have a, I have a husband who's a good guy and he was still? very supportive. Okay. Yeah. Still, you're a mother mm-hmm. yes. and you went through a, a challenge and you still kept up with what you were doing in a way. So tell us how you 
manage marketing, yes. being a being a partner? I'll start by saying with your target audience of single moms, I can't imagine what it would have been like if mm-hmm. I didn't have another grown up in the house. That would have been very hard because on some days, you know, if someone didn't bring me a drink, I wouldn't have a drink. I was that mm. sick. Um, so, you know, my heart goes out to anyone and that is doing this alone. And hopefully if, if anyone listening does go through it, you need to call in the resources. And that's, that's when we ask for help. We say, I need yeah. someone to take me to the doctor. I had friends drive me to appointments cause I was too loopy or sick to operate a vehicle safely. So, you know, when people are like, I'll help let them, let them, because you need help and you can't have an ego about that, especially if you had kids. I had tons of people that pitched in to drive my kids to and from school and sports and bring us meals. And those things meant, you know, more than anything because I needed my kids to be safe. Now on the flip side, as far as work went, I I was fortunate that my husband was here to watch my kids when I go as, as I normally do. But yeah, I announced 22 running events around the U.S., while sick. And here's the thing, what I do, I'm so passionate about. I love my work. It's not work. And I almost feel insulting to call what I do work. And my runners and my races make me feel better. You know, they fill up my soul. So, you know, a second I was diagnosed, I decided I am not letting this thing steal my career. It is not letting me take time with my kids or my career. And I was a little bit nuts because I didn't really know what I was going to, you know, imagine having a tequila hangover every single day and then getting on planes and um it was tricky i i would fly to i'd fly to new york or california and i would go straight to a place to get iv fluids when i got off the plane i was getting iv fluids wherever i was out of town there was there was a bunch so of course we're going to talk about my book but Mm -hmm. um it was a crazy collision of career and cancer and um yeah, I mean, I, I just decided I was going to do it. Even when I shouldn't have been doing it, I did it. And uh, that's one of the other things I really want people to do is, you know, if you have an illness or an injury, still pursue your passion as much as you can. So whether you love baking or, or puzzles or sports, just try and include that in your life because it filled me up when um, I did hit level. I, I did hit fall into a despair. You know, I was shaking and I was crying and I'm a sturdy person and I'm still a a mess. So I, you know, those things, those flights, and even though they were hard, they brought me to my passion, which made them worth it. So I, I want other people to just, you know, force it in whatever your passion is, figure it out because it will make you stronger. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Keep yes. Going. Yes. Thank you. I'm going to ask you to share your book with us. But before I do that, how can a solo mom zero in, maybe one thing, zero in on taking care of her health and encouraging her kids to do the same thing? Well, what you just said, it's uh, sometimes moms think I can't exercise because I have kids and the mindset should be, golly, I have to exercise. I have to be healthy and strong because my kids need me. And I need to be with them. You know, that loss of my health terrified me because I thought I won't be able to see my kids graduate, get married, have babies, all those things. So moms, your health matters. You can't sit around being unhealthy and out of shape and think I'm so generous and I'm helping my kids. You're not. You have to take care of yourself because they want you around and they need you. So we start by saying healthy food often doesn't have to cost any more than unhealthy food. 
buy food, buy fruits and veggies that are on sale in season or even canned or frozen foods. Those things can be very affordable and just kind of, I, I eat seasonal, you know, I don't want a $6 pint of blueberries. I want a $1.99 pint of blueberries. <laughs> so I only eat blueberries when they're in season. Um, so, you know, food, just make better choices. If you go to fitness.com, I have an exact, it's called the exact formula for weight loss. It's always on the front. It's just a little math, a little science, a little discipline. And I don't want your money. I want you to use it and get to your ideal weight and feel great about yourself. The other thing is, you know, activity hopefully will be a lifestyle. If you have a family tree that is um, sedentary, you can change that family tree and you can become people who do active things together, whether you're wrestling on the couch or you're always walking the dog before and after before breakfast, after dinner, you play ball together while your kids are engaged in sports or other activities. You do laps, you do mm. planks in the in the grass. You just gotta squeeze it in and every step, every push-up counts. Whatever you're doing, it all adds up. So you, if you can't get an hour block to yourself, fine. Engage with your children or engage while they're doing other things. But it all right. counts. And you can do this. You can yes, do this. Yes, yeah. definitely. Thank you. Of course. And tell us about your book and mm -hmm. where can we find you? Ah, so it's my noisy cancer comeback. As I told you, I'm a very noisy, bossy person mm -hmm. running at the mouth while running for my life. And it's part, um, I mean, it's a drama. It's an adventure. It's comedy. And you know, nobody tells you the truth about what really happens during cancer care. They tell you, you'd be bald and sick and tired. And the, that's true. And there was all this other crazy things. My nostril hair fell out. Nobody tells you about that. And so my nose ran like a spigot for a year and a half. Um, some of it just really made me laugh. But, you know, there's some raw, real kind of sad moments in here. But I think it's a, a tale of triumph. Well, I know it's a tale of triumph because here I am with a smile on my face. And, you know, if anyone's ever had cancer or is friends or cares about someone with cancer, great read on that part. Good for the running industry, just good for the soul. I think, mm -hmm. I think it's a happy ending everyone should read. Um, you can get this at fitness.com. So I have my own website. It's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S. -S. Right now, it, whether you buy the hard copy or the paperback there, I, all of those copies will be autographed, signed directly to you, and they'll come with a gift with purchase. Now, as well, they will go on sale very shortly wherever books are sold. Amazon, Kobo, Google, Barnes & Noble, you name it. It'll be there. Okay. Um, you just won't get the signature or the gift. And um, and then um, I have an audio book and an ebook coming out too. So however you like to read your books and wherever you like to get them, you can get them. I prefer you come to fitness.com. That's totally up to you. Yes, that would be good. All right. So any parting words? Um, you know what? I think it's important that we all prepare our bodies for battle. Now, mind you, I want mm. you to just focus on being healthy. But if you start off as a healthy person, when you meet crisis, whether it's illness or injury, you are going to recover um, and rehabilitate far more quickly than if you were going into something already in an out of shape, weakened state. So, you know, your health matters. It's amazing. We see a lot of people walking around in masks on their face and they think I'm being healthy yet. Maybe they sit at home eating bad things or smoking cigarettes. And, you know, if you've cared enough to put a mask on your face or to stay at home in a pandemic, well, gosh, darn it. You need to care enough about your body to choose yes. foods that build your immune system choose a, choose a nutritious variety of 
foods you like to put in your mouth and then move in a way you enjoy. You don't have to run. You can swim. You can dance. You can rock climb. You can whatever you want to do. But if, if you've ever put on a mask, you need to boost your immune system. You need to worry about actual health and, uh, don't worry about it. Act upon it. Right. Thank you, Fitzcaller. Of course. I really appreciate you coming. You're just so vibrant and Uh, healthy and just. Oh, you're adorable. (laughs) (laughs) No, you you're giving me goosebumps. Look at that. Come on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely. Fitz talk about strengthening your body for battle. And one of the ways to do that is to step away sometimes and take a break. In the last few months, both work and school has moved into our homes. With social distancing, we've had to deal with everything under one roof. Why not take a break and connect on the Solo Moms Talk virtual lunch break connect? Our next meeting is on Wednesday, November 11. You can RSVP at the link below. You don't have to be a solo mom to join and you don't have to stay the entire hour. Just drop in and say hello and stay as long as you want. To sign up, click the link in the show notes below. You will be sent a meeting link after you RSVP. Take a break and let's connect. Thank you for listening to Solo Moms Talk. If you think this podcast can help someone else, please share it with them. I really appreciate you listening. Thank you. Hello, Solo Moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you you can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jenatjrosemarie.com or by calling plus one 917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.